You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Early on sports, crazy coaching coordinating carousel, and championship game previews. Let's get it, baby. Welcome into episode number 101 of the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast on this magnificent Friday, January 27th, right before these these uh, playoff games. Back here with JD and JD only. That's okay, though. Um, <laughs> how's it going, man? Just just me, man. You're stuck with just me. I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Last show before NFC and AFC, but that's not as important. But the NFC Championship Sunday, we got our birds in there. So that's what's up. Definitely enjoying that. Had a great time uh, last night with Brent and Dave from the 1420 Sports Podcast. Had a blast talking football, a little bit of baseball. So make sure you go check that out, uh, 1420 Sports Podcast. Those guys are great. We'll definitely check that show out. But just had to come in here and do our normal Friday show get to talking about some different things. I uh, want to talk a bit of a coaching carousel, all the changes going on, some speculations. We got two big name quarterbacks that we'll be talking about, which I'm sure you all have heard nonstop about already. And we'll be talking about the entire off season as long as well as every single football podcast out there. But our brutally honest opinion is going to be different. So let's get into it, man. Um, what, what would you say the biggest coaching change or, or signee was the the most surprising to you mm, most surprising um I didn't really hear a lot of rumblings out of Carolina like what was going to happen so I guess I'll, I'll just go Frank Reich on the fact that I mean obviously gets re- gets dropped uh midway through the uh the season there um and then you know as we go into the the offseason for all but four teams the Panthers make a plunge and hire their guy. Uh, good for Frank. I don't know that that organization is seems a little bit of a dumpster fire. Uh, so hopefully this is a a second chance for him. Obviously after you know what happened in Indianapolis, but I, I would say that's the most surprising. I th- you know obviously you hear his name thrown around with with pretty much every head coaching job, like uh, almost like Sean Payton's name gets thrown around with every head coaching yeah. job anymore. But um, yeah, so far I, I would say Frank Reich is the is the most surprising. I mean, Houston is looking. You know, we can talk about who they're they're in close contact with, but they're they're still searching. And and Carolina's already made made a decision on on getting Frank Reich in the in the building. 
I was really surprised when I heard who Houston's like top candidate was in mutual interest. Uh, San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, uh, former Eagles player as well, just really surprised me. And I don't know if he has like roots to Houston or whatnot, but you figure a guy and, and maybe he just wants to take on a project. I have no idea, but you figure a guy who's going for potentially could be, you know, coaching in the Super Bowl, going to a team like the Texans. To me, it was just like, wait, what? But Hey man, that is, uh, that is a project. That is a, pro- that's a pro you got to get the, the hammer out, the screwdriver, the drill. <laughs> I mean, that that's, that's a project. That's not going to be a weekend project. I'll tell you that. No, that might be like a three, four five, six seasons at, at, you know, two and 15 <laughs> type project. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, definitely not one over a weekend. So we'll see how that plays out. That That's interesting. I wonder uh, how this, this Sunday's um, game how that might affect his decision to coach, you know, whether he takes a, a head coaching job or, or not. But um, yeah, that was interesting to me, honestly. I think that was my biggest surprise. The other thing that was a surprise, we talk about Frank Reich and Cannon in the middle of the season and go back to, you know, the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays. Um, he's, <laughs> he's looking like the front runner for, for that job. So I, I don't know how, um, you know, <laughs> As long as Matt Ryan's not the quarterback, you know, up there in Indy, maybe Jeff Saturday is going to be able to do something great. Uh, you never know. But, I, I'm, dude, I'm still saying, what sounds better, bro? The Washington football team or the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays? Tell me that. I mean, I, I think the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays sound better than the Washington Commanders. And that's their current Ooh. name. So, uh, that's fair. you know, just taking a got to take a shot at a, at a division rival when you can. But, from from the New York Post, I mean, they they came out with something that says uh, the Colts fans have now started a petition to beg Jim Ursay not to hire back Jeff Saturday. <laughs> so they wanted five thousand signatures already halfway there, um, which you know that's not a lot. But at the end of the day, I I don't think I don't know, man. Like I'm sure Jeff Saturday knows the game. He was a sender. You kind of have to know everything offensively of what's going on, but. No coaching experience. They said he wasn't even doing so hot at the high school level. Uh, not not to take a shot at Jeff Saturday, but is there better candidates out there? I, I better I better believe there are. You know what I mean? I, I just think there's a lot of guys that could step in and and do at least a a better job at, at this stage. Jeff Saturday never being a, a coach at any level in the in the NF or at any position in the NFL, I should say. I don't know, man. What do you think? Like. If you were a Colts fan, would you be sitting there like, please don't bring this guy back? Like, let's get a let's get a <laughs> I'm not going to say a real head coach, but like, you know what I mean? Like, how would you be feeling uh, if, as a Colts fan? If I was a Colts fan, I'd be signing a petition to ask Andrew Luck to come out of retirement. Um, <laughs> on all honesty, I, as far as that that goes, man, I, I really don't know. I think whoever they have there at this point is kind of set up to fail. I almost have to wonder if he's a seat warmer for somebody else. And I'm not going to mention that name because I want to discuss that head coach a little bit later. Um, but, but that's my thought on that. And we'll get into that in a few minutes here, a little later in the show. So yeah, those, those are my thoughts, but I, you know, Indianapolis, Jeff Saturdays, bro, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. If, if, if nothing he... else, I'll make my fantasy football team, the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays. Like <laughs> I typically don't do the best in fantasy. So if I happen to do well, it's like, Oh, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> no disappointment. Here's a, here's a hot take. I think either Jeff, the Colts need to change their name to that, which would be awesome, or <laughs> Jeff Saturday needs to coach college because college plays on Saturday. 
So right. maybe he'd be better off on Saturday night because, I mean, on Sunday, he's not doing so hot. Put yeah, it, right, right. Put it that way. <laughs> it's funny because you came up with the Indianapolis Jeff Saturdays, and I made that joke originally about how Saturday needs to coach on Saturday. So we're uh, going back and forth with the, <laughs> with the uh, volleys here. Uh, not in foosball. What do you call that? Ping pong. You know you what go. I'm saying? Yeah, so ping yeah. pong volley. Um, that's a weird sport. What do you think about ping pong, dude? <laughs> like, Okay, so, you know, there's different ways to look at sports, but level of difficulty i mean just to be able to play at like a decent level ping pong's up there man i don't know there there's some guys that obviously get super into it and there there's i think the olympics you can even play ping pong yeah that could be oh yeah it's crazy uh, to watch those things man it's like <laughs> forrest gump flies. of all people dude forrest gump great great <laughs> ping pong player uh believe it or not but that is uh that that that's a that's no joke i, I don't i don't have the hand eye coordination for that uh nor will i ever ever um so yeah credit to to anybody that can play that uh i don't know i guess you call it a sport i don't want to be insulting here uh you know play that professionally that's that's no I, joke i actually knew uh, a pair of brothers and i don't know if they got a full ride but they were playing like ping pong out of college and i know they got at least a partial scholarship for it i shit you not like that's both all, of them got know. like a partial scholarship <laughs> for ping pong is absolutely wild um but yeah, no, I just kind of randomly popped in my head. I'm like, ping pong. What do you think of ping pong? But um, we'll we'll bounce around to, to some more coaches. Jets former offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur getting the can and very quickly being taken under Sean McVay's wing. Um, the Rams taking him in down. What I guess it's L.A. I, guess I always want to say St. Louis, man. Growing up with St. Throwback. Louis. So. Yeah, right. Throwback. Um, what do you think there? You think LaFleur does well there under Sean McVay? Do you think that Matthew Stafford? comes back and has a solid season. I mean, I know the Rams had a bunch of injuries, which really negatively affected their season, of course. But what do you think, man? Does uh, he go in there and make an impact as the offensive coordinator? Um, I think for, for LaFleur, it really works um, as far as, like, for his own personal growth and development and things like that. Like, um, obviously, being in New York, uh, Salah's a defensive mind. They didn't have really a quarterback of – of much substance this year. I mean, you can make the case that Mike White wasn't terrible, but you know, a healthy Stafford is a lot better than than a Mike White at this point in his career. Obviously, Zach Wilson has had his his problems and deficiencies and and his mental state. You know, we don't know what that is. Like, there's a lot just going on. You're in the New York market; it's brutal. Like when the Jets are losing games down the stretch, you know, I'm sure his name was thrown around in the newspaper and and just absolutely you know, ran over by a truck. Uh, uh, <laughs> so he goes to LA. I mean, Sean McVay is considered, you know, one of the better offensive minds in the game. I just think it's going to help him. It's going to help the Rams. I mean, you got Cooper cup, you know, as long as he's healthy, you got Matt Stafford, a bunch of different receivers and, and things like that to go to there. So it's, I just look at it like for, for the floor, he's probably like, that was a blessing in disguise when he got released, I'm sure uh, of his duties there. And, and, you know, we'll get into who's going to fill his shoes in a, in a little bit here, but I don't know, man, that I don't know how much you could have done with, with the jets offense this year, just based on the quarterback position for, for the floor. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I heard that like Zach Wilson was kind of having trouble picking up his offense. It was like too complex and uh, some of the other jets players didn't like it. So, you know, McVay has a very um, complex system down there in LA. So they should, fit pretty well together and obviously Stafford picking it up you know McVay's offense up in the first year and taking him to a Super Bowl I don't think we'll have any issues down there whatsoever so it should be a 
theoretically a match made in heaven type thing, but I guess we'll find out. Offensive coordinator that was hired that doesn't surprise me. Um, I, I wonder what you think about this. So we know Nathaniel Hackett um, was hired primarily for Aaron Rodgers, and they got Russell Wilson, which was a god-awful consolation prize. And now whoever takes over in Denver, which they still don't have a head coach, has to deal with that shit show. But Nathaniel Hackett going to the New York Jets. I had said, I don't know how long ago, A-Rod up in New York playing for the Jets. Bro, it's coming to get, you know, Woody Johnson, the owner, saying we're willing to pay for it. The Packers want, you know, two first-round picks. The Jets are about it. They got a lot of young players on, you know, the payroll is low right now. And in a lot of ways, they got the cap space. It's looking like it's making more sense. What do you think? A-Rod going up to the Jets, bro? hack it which what's the ordeal up there man man this is this one's tough for me i i don't know i go back and forth so much on what a rod will do um nathaniel hackett's obviously his guy his was his offensive coordinator when he won the the, uh the back-to-back mvps in green bay i mean hackett was in jacksonville when they went to the afc championship as the offensive coordinator so um you know he does have a track record as a head coach, it was about as bad as it could go uh, there in Denver. Uh, Russell Wilson just looked like a shell of himself, whether that was Hackett or, or Russell Wilson himself. But it just didn't work out, obviously. And I don't want to rain on the Jets parade, but let's just say they don't get Aaron Rodgers. And Nathaniel Hackett, like, you know, once again shows that he's inadequate to do the job. Like, maybe he's a good coordinator, but. If I was a Jets fan, I wouldn't be coming away from this like ecstatic. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, we're definitely getting Aaron Rodgers," and or like Nathaniel Hackett is a genius. I don't, I don't feel like either <laughs> one of those is a slam dunk by any stretch. So, for the Jets, this needs to work. For Salah, this needs to work. For Joe Douglas, this needs to work. Or it's probably going to cost them both of their jobs next year if they miss the playoffs. In my opinion, there's there's a lot yeah. of pressure there right now, as they they have a great defense but no offense. So, what do you think? I mean. I think Hackett had about as bad of a year as you could as a head coach, but yeah, obviously. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's worth it for the Jets to try. I mean, offensively, they're not going to do a whole lot worse than they did last year. And Hackett, you know, again, he did coach Rodgers to those two Super Bowls. I'm sorry, to those two MVPs. And Rodgers has so much love and respect for Hackett. I'm sure pretty much everybody who's followed there and Rodgers whatsoever has seen that quote talking about how much he likes Hack and all, all that. And um, Hackett. Um, is it would probably be a good fit up there, obviously, with uh, Salah being more of a defensive minded coach, he'd kind of get to do more of his own thing on the offensive side, I would think. Um, younger guys learning a, a newer system, it's not like they already have that like system in place that they loved before, and now there's a new phase coming in and changing everything they like. You know, they're going to be more, more about that, I would guess. And then Rodgers and Zach Wilson apparently are friends, like Rodgers has kind of taken Wilson under his, under his wing. So you think about it that way. Rodgers goes out there, gets a crap ton of money, gets to be a, a diva in another area. I mean, New York. Think about a diva in a New York, in New York. You know what I'm saying? And then takes you know Wilson takes him under his wing for a year or two, teaches him you know better mechanics. Which apparently in the beginning of Rodgers' career, I didn't remember this, but I was watching uh, something on him from um, microphone on uh, YouTube. Shout out to that guy, man. If you want unbiased documents, uh, doc, like documentary type style in the NFL, listen to him. He's not hard enough on people though. Like he, he's too much of like a softy, honestly, but anyway, Ooh, yeah, taking shots at the guy. No, no, no. He just, he doesn't like come at anybody. Like he, he's given, you know, he'll say like really nice things all the time. It's like, bro, like 
you right. can t- so you could say this guy sucks like it's okay you know but anyway that's kind of getting off track there but yeah check check out the <laughs> video he has on the new york jets microphone on youtube it's legit but with rogers you know having some like mechanic issues in his beginning his career so if he could just you know get that that mindset and help tutor you know wilson then those jets then kind of get a better idea like what they have in wilson after having a a hall of fame mvp super bowl winning quarterback you know giving them a year or two tutelage and then they can make a decision on their future after that so it's kind of like boomer bust in some ways like super bowl but at the same time like preparing for the future so i just i think it's a match made in heaven personally i think that this is a lot more likely to happen than denver but you know i could be wrong and that's okay i'm being brutal and honest at the same time i think (laughs) if rogers doesn't go up to the jets i'm just i'm not gonna freaking mention the guy again until he retires i'm so sick of his bullshit <laughs> every Damn. year dude it's just like come on man like you're uh, like you know you know i got what? i gotta i gotta i gotta chime in here um go not it. to go not to go against you i'm i'm on your i'm on your yeah, team bro, you can go against me it's okay. no no i'm on your team with rogers though because rogers said years ago oh i would never hold the hot the i'm sorry i would never hold the franchise hostage like brett Favre did he's the same he if he's not more of a diva than Brett Favre he's the same diva like don't don't get it twisted <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Rodgers wants to pretend like he's this almighty genius like Phil should bow down to his his feet kiss his feet you know whatever he he's I like see I like I have such a love-hate relationship with that guy because I do like him to a point but then you I mean if you listen to him on Pat McAfee like if if JD were to ask me a question, uh, you know, how was your weekend, man? If you ask Aaron Rodgers that question, he he, it would be uh, an eight minute conversation of how you know maybe things didn't go the way he exactly wanted them to, but it was supposed to happen that way. Or it's like, dude, cut the bullshit at some point. Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, I don't know if he ever says it how it is. Like, yeah, gratitude's a great thing. Yeah, this you know, having a great mindset's a great thing. But Aaron Rodgers is always like he he's the king of the silver lining. But I swear to God, when things don't go Aaron Rodgers' way, I guarantee he doesn't act the same way that he does on the Pat McAfee show. I mean, that guy, he, he's a greedy son of a bitch. I'll, I'll say it like that. He wants all the money. He wants all the control. He he has one Super Bowl, man. Like, let, let's not yeah. pretend like this guy is is Joe Montana. Like, he's not. He's He's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever do it, but. I mean, don't he? He must have a, a small throat because that guy chokes uh, more than. I mean, I'm not, bro. I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole, bro. <laughs> I mean, he chokes. He chokes. Dude. I have a I have a small throat, so I, I know how it's like. You know what I mean? But Aaron Rodgers, bro, just stop, bro. You're digging yourself a hole, man. You're digging yourself a hole. No, I mean. <laughs> The guy is just, I don't know, man. He's too much. Like, all if these Jets fans are like, oh, my God, do whatever it takes to get Aaron Rodgers, give up three years, three first-round picks, do you know, trade away the, half the team. Like, uh, be careful what you wish for, guys. Be careful what you wish for because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, going to the playoffs is great and all, but does Aaron Rodgers get you over the top? I mean, most times he hasn't. So I, I'm just saying don't give up everything for, for Rodgers. Maybe – Set here's what I would do maybe is settle, wait for Derek Carr to get released, sign him for not that much money, give him like a, a you know two three year deal, see what happens there. I, I I'm not giving up 
I don't know. I, I know you got to make the, the Jets fans are hungry. They're sick and tired. They they have the payroll. They have the flipping defense. They have, you know, the young receivers. You know, Brees Hall's going to be, as long as he doesn't get hurt again, he's going to have an incredible career as a running back. Like, it is a small window. We talk about that in the NFL. It's a small window. We got these guys on cheaper deals. Like, Sauce Gardner, if he plays, like, at the level he did this year, when he's due for a deal, bro, he's going to be breaking the bank at the corner position. Like, not even close. You know what I mean? And, like, some of those guys in the middle, like, their offensive line, like – as long you know is is solid when healthy that's been the problem this year um but i mean rogers gets rid of the football pretty well too like he he's able to get those quick releases off and stuff like that so i don't know i, I think that that's gonna end up happening uh, i'm gonna like move off of this topic because i just i don't think i can say anything weirder regarding aaron Rodgers than having a small throat <laughs> let, let me let me let me bring this up though man like if i'm the jets like i'm probably and you can't look back you can't look in the rear view you can only go forward but my God, man, like that Zach Wilson pick is just looking more and more abysmal as we go. Like, and I, and I liked Zach Wilson, like coming out. I, I didn't think he'd be like, I don't think he was ready for the bright lights of New York, but I mean, imagine like, let's say you put Justin Fields on the jets, like what, how much different this team might look with that defense. Yeah. The yeah, bears have no seriously. defense. So I don't know, man, the jets. It blows my mind that they wouldn't take a guy from a big school when all the Jets have ever done is flop on draft picks. Like they're like, oh, we we know something everybody else doesn't. We'll take Zach Wilson out of a little BYU, a little uh, program. So I, I don't know, man. They just atrocity of a franchise. You know, it just is. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, we'll see. I mean, last thing I'll say about that is Joe Namath gave his blessing that Rodgers could wear number twelve, that could unretire the number, so he could wear it. Um, so they, I mean, they're throwing, they're pulling all the stops, man. You know, if, if Joe could go and pop in there and, and say something to try to, to lure Rogers there, they're really pulling out all the stops. So we shall, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll just like call it like, yeah, we're going to get Rogers and it'll happen. You know, like that Super Bowl back in the day, but it'll be interesting. Let's talk about, you know, probably your favorite quarterback and your favorite team. Bill O'Brien is leaving Bama. <laughs> to come back to the New England Patriots as their offensive coordinator. We already know Ooh. Tom Brady is gone from Tampa. That ship has sunk. It's gone. It's at the bottom of the ocean. Good riddance. Do you think Brady makes a happy reunion with good old Bill Belichick after Mac Jones failed miserably because he's crap at the quarterback position? <laughs> There's so many different, oh, <laughs> different words that came to mind. I went with crap. What do you think there, buddy? I want to hear your uh, your thoughts. Let the, let the fans know. Well, here, <laughs> there's a couple ways I think you can look at this this New England situation. Like they had Matt Patricia calling plays last year. Matt Jones, every single time he came to the sideline, it was Tom Brady 2.0 throwing his helmet, crying like a little baby that he is. <laughs> um, so he, you know, obviously that did not work. Um, so they had to go a different direction with with who's going to call the plays. I mean, Bill O'Brien's been around the block. He's been in college he's been in the nfl with the patriots before obviously uh right. i think he he's a good offensive mind i would say probably not the best choice for head coach but that's a different discussion i mean that's that's opinionated but i really hope tom brady doesn't go oh my goodness that that just makes me want to like up chuck what i had for dinner tonight think of this think of this throw tom brady versus aaron Rodgers twice in one year uh, probably for about two years, and then Brady will be in. You know, he'll be there for another like five to eight years, probably. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, you know. But what do you uh, think, man? Two, two, two times a year, we, we would get to see the Jets and Aaron Rodgers play against Brady and Belichick and the the rest of the Patriots. You know, doesn't that sound exciting, man? Like, come on now, you can't tell uh, me I, that. You can't tell me that you'd like both of those quarterbacks out of the NFC, man. Like, come, that that sounds pretty nice. Not gonna lie. I mean, I'm cool with that. I, I have no. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers inspires about zero percent fear in me because, like I said, we already went way down that rabbit hole. Wolf of... throat. <laughs> You're not living that down, bro. You're I'll, not living that I'll down. take I'll take Eli Manning in the playoffs. That's a hot take over Aaron Rodgers. But uh, two Super Bowls to one. That's really not that hot. Two Super hot Bowls thing, and uh, you know didn't have the number one seed. I don't think ever in his career. So both of them off the wild card, if I remember correctly. At least the one and, season for sure, but I think both of them were off the wild card position. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and Rogers played in a in a cakewalk of a division. But, anyways, uh, you know, <laughs> I think Brady doesn't go back to the Pats. I, I just, I hope he doesn't. I mean, oh my goodness, can you imagine if like they would go out and win a Aaron, Super Bowl? I might be, I might have a stroke. Like that might be enough to Aaron, just put me in the grave. Honestly, I don't think I've ever heard you say I hope Brady goes to this team. So just just to clarify, it's always been <laughs> I hope he retires. I hope he hangs it up. If I were rich, I'd buy an island and put him on that just so he can get out of the states. Like <laughs> it's like, oh God, I hope he doesn't go to the Niners. That'd be scary. God, I hope he's not in Miami. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> like <laughs> there's no like all the best. I mean he here's the thing. Like he is a winner. I can't take it. I I don't bring up the whole goat conversation because I'm not I'm not giving him the credit for that. I'm just refuse to uh that's stubbornness but whatever um uh, i'll just say i'll just say montana was the goat just because i uh, just because i don't like brady that, that much but that, that might disqualify argument. me from being uh from being a, an analyst or whatever you want to call this this little thing we do here but obviously i don't want him to go anywhere but i i, I just hate the new england logo i hate everything i don't like boston <laughs> i i just I, they have six <laughs> super bowls they don't need any more I, I hope they never get another one i i'd rather if he was gonna win I'd rather him go to Miami and kind of stick it to New England. That would be a – I wouldn't root for him, but it would be kind of funny if he absolutely just demolished the Patriots. That would be a little bit like, man, Belichick has to be feeling some type of way, but I, I don't know. I see that happening, Tampa to Miami, but – Yeah, like if he goes there, if he goes to uh, uh, the Raiders, like, would I, would I like it? No. Would I absolutely, like, hate it? No. But if he goes to the Patriots, I'll hate it. I will be infuriated. I'll lose right, my mind. All right. There's the uh <laughs> there's the session on Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady brought to you by Aaron Riley and his anger. <laughs> <laughs> but moving along here, man. We'll go we'll talk about your second favorite team. To, um well, we don't even need to talk about it, I'll just mention it. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be hanging <laughs> on to Dan Quinn after he got um interviewed for multiple head coaching positions. He has made it clear he's staying put in Dallas. So he wants to win a Super Bowl, he wants it to be in Dallas and you know their defense is going to be pretty solid because he's a he's a hell of a defensive coordinator that's for sure. So watch out NFC East. Um, got a got another good defensive team and more than likely coming back next year with the Cowboys. So that, that's a a bit surprising to be honest with you. I didn't think that would happen. I mean I respect the the fact that he wants to stick with his guys. I really do. But I, I could have sworn he would probably have taken a head coaching job. Just like I'll be surprised if both Gannon Gannon and um. With Stike, Shane Steichum, Steichum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of that, uh, if they both come back to the Eagles, I'd be, I'd be shocked. Speaking of that, anybody that that enjoys Gronkowski or or just you know humor in general, will go out and look up uh, Gronkowski saying Shane. Uh, he called him Shane Spike Man. 
Uh, yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> that's a great clip. Oh, oh man. man, Gronk is the Gronk's the goat in my book. Uh, Brady's not, but uh, he's just funny. so funny, man. He's such a just when he's not even trying to be. He's he's a funny guy. But uh, yeah, good, yeah Dan Quinn coming back obviously sucks. Uh, as being an Eagles fan, I, I wish he would leave. This might just be pure speculation, man. And I, I want to get your opinion on it, but your brutally honest opinion on it. But always. Uh, <laughs> I think Dan Quinn is like kind of le- like waiting for McCarthy to get the can because I think he's coming. Uh, oh, okay. And I think he's positioning because he's been like he's probably levied that 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 card of like you know I could go here, I could go here, I could go- I could have been the Broncos coach last year, I could have been um, you know Houston's coach this year or Carolina, whatever wherever he might have been interviewed. But obviously the reports came out he interviewed for these head coaching jobs that you know the past two seasons and he hasn't left I, I i definitely get what you're saying like i heard that he wants to win a super bowl in dallas there's no doubt i mean i'm, sh- I'm sure that's the case but i mean being being the coach of the cowboys no matter how you feel about him that is like uh that's probably a marquee job and yeah he's knocking on the door of all these other head coaching jobs like what do you think like See, Mike McCarthy's a yes man. I don't know if Dan Quinn is a yes man to Jerry Jones. So even if he does stick it out, does Jerry Jones ever say, "Ah, you know, this guy isn't going to take my my uh, orders on a silver platter"? Like he's kind of, you know, run the team how he wants to, and that might be a problem for Jerry Jones. I mean, I don't know. I think that's a that's an interesting take. I definitely could see Quinn being the coach of the Cowboys. We got to look at it this way. Like, how old is Jones? Like, he does want to win another Super Bowl eventually, right? Like, he's not going to be around forever. And I'm not not saying this to be ignorant. Like, he's not going to be around forever. And if he wants to see another Super Bowl, he might have to hire a coach that isn't going to be a yes man. He might have to suck up his ginormous Texan pride um, and and just allow someone else to be the GM, like, flat out. I mean, unless he really doesn't care as much about a Super Bowl as he does about, you know, the press. So that's my opinion on that. I mean, I can see Quinn coming in and doing a heck of a job, but I think the best thing for the NFC East is the fact that Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys because they have fielded some really good teams over the years and just massively choked ever since um, Jones took over as the GM. So that's the best thing for the, the NFC East. But, yeah, no, that's a good point, good hot take there. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could definitely see McCarthy getting canned pretty soon, but we'll see. I think next year, I think he has a he has a job through next year, and after that, um, I'm I'm not sure honestly. We'll uh, we'll find out. Hopefully by the end of next season, after the the Cowboys get booted from the playoffs early, we're, we're talking about this again because I'm cool with that. <laughs> but absolutely. Uh, one thing that did come out though is uh, Mike McCarthy basically quoted as saying. Jerry Jones wants me to coach the Cowboys as long as Tom Landry coached the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. I mean, Jerry Jones isn't going to, I should I say this. How Jerry long, Jones much longer off. is he going to be around? Jerry Jones also kisses Zeke's butt for whatever reason. So like, and he was, and he, he was swearing that they're going to get OBJ. Like he says stuff and, and <laughs> things don't happen. So we'll find out, man. We'll find out. <laughs> So we don't we don't want to make this too much of a hating show. Um, we hate on Tom Brady. That's just our thing. It's like a trademark. Aaron hates Tom Brady, so we're just gonna keep rocking. Uh, we'll mention the Eagles here. Their GM Hallie Roseman got the Executive of the Year by the Pro Football Writers Association for the second time. Um, he's one of only four co- uh, coaches to win it um, two times. So I mean, well deserved. Not even being biased, you look at the the roster moves he's made. The Eagles were one of the biggest surprises. Um, 
in the league, I would say. I mean, the Giants, you know, were maybe a bit bigger of a surprise in a lot of ways, but I, who called the Eagles to be the number one seed in the NFC? I don't think hardly anybody did. Maybe some of the more diehard fans. I knew they'd be good. I just didn't think they'd be quite this good. But the way Roseman constructed that, that roster was just awesome. So well-deserved for him. We'll see if ultimately that roster construction culminates in, in a dub this weekend and then in a Super Bowl victory. Um, one coach who did not get a job, and we were talking about OBJ, and I actually th- – I don't remember if I mentioned this on the show or what I was talking with you beforehand – but like Sean Payton, I was like, what if he doesn't get hired and it's just a big troll? Like <laughs> now New Orleans is asking like two first round draft picks and more for him. So a lot of teams might just be holding out till next year when the price is a lot lower. But what do you think, man? Did, did you think Payton wouldn't have a job at this point? Or do you think maybe he, he ends up still going to Denver? Or what are your thoughts on Mr. Payton there? I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> here I go starting, starting to hate already, but uh, <laughs> no. I try not to turn that frown uh, upside down, boy. Uh, Sean Payton to me is a little bit of a nozzle, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not <laughs> not the biggest Sean Payton guy. Uh, I think he can coach oh, with the man. best of them. But from what I hear is he wants to be the coach and the GM. And I'm sorry, but I, I mean, I guess you're one Super Bowl. Uh, you're one little measly Super Bowl. Uh, grant you the <laughs> grant you the head coaching and the GM position. I don't know. I mean, it, it, the the reason I say that, too, is. You know, the guy wants 20 to 25 million a year to coach. And I'm like, bro, you're not, I'm sorry, you're not Vince Lombardi. You're not Bill Belichick. So therefore, I don't, that's, dude, you're asking a, a lot of money. Like, plus the draft capital at this point, the teams have to fork out. I the think draft be, capital, like, I think he'll be a coach next year. I wouldn't be terribly surprised if last minute Denver suckers him into coming back. Um, but I could see I that. Yeah. I, I think that he'll pro, he'll definitely be in the league next year, if not it would have to be Denver suckering them into it, <laughs> honestly. But I, I wouldn't want to go out there with Russ at the quarterback and being stuck with Russ for a minimum of two years. That's just a, a whole mess. Just like if Cleveland takes another dump this year, um, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that Deshaun Watson bullshit with that head coaching job up there then. like, Because I feel like they'll probably be in the hot seat this year coming up. Um, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man, what- but – I'll I'll ask you something though. Like, all right, let's say we're coming off the, like Doug. Let's say we're right at the end of the Doug Peterson era in Philly. He get you know you know he's getting the can, and like we have to give up a first. I heard it's one first round pick. You you know you might be right two first round, but let's just say for the argument one first round pick. And I know it doesn't hit hit the cap, but still, just knowing that the coach is making twenty to twenty five mil, I think that's a little absurd. Like, would would you want to take on Sean Payton? For the, to give up all that to get Sean Payton, like, would you want to do that, or would you go elsewhere with that the head coaching position? You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, like Sirianni is awesome, and we can look at it and be like, oh heck no, like there's no way. But just in general, like that's an absurd amount to spend on a coach. And he had a successful tenure in New New Orleans, but he also had Drew Brees, exactly. Who yep. Is I would say safely say top ten quarterback of all time, arguably top five quarterback of all time. Um, so yeah, you know, you have to take that into account. Um, and I think, I don't believe that Peyton is a bad coach. I think he's a very good coach. Is he a great coach? I don't know. He wants great coach money and I I don't necessarily think he's a great coach. I could be wrong. We'll find out. I want to see him go to a team that doesn't have a surefire hall of fame quarterback with Drew Brees and see if he can either make a normal guy or above average guy. Great. Or take 
that team in general and just elevate it to a level that they've never been at before. So yeah, we'll find out moving forward. But yeah, I definitely would not want to pay that kind of money. And then throwing in the having to throw in like the round the draft picks as well. Like, nah. That's that's why I think he hasn't gone anywhere, man. Like I don't think anybody's given up that all given up the farm to get him like like they want the the Saints want someone too. And like you could be right. Like maybe he he waits it out a year and, and some team is just so desperate that they do. I could see the Jets pulling something like this. Um <laughs> if Sal if Salah doesn't work out this season, I, I could see them going they grab Aaron Rodgers for next year, and then they grab Sean Payton the year after. Yep, I like it. Let's go. <laughs> no, Maybe. I don't want. I don't want Salah to go anywhere. I, I like him. I think he's a, a good coach. Um, great defense of mine. I respect the fact that despite he had a crappy quarterback like in Wilson, the way he played, he still at least kind of like stood behind his guys. You know, so I can respect his. It seems like he has a lot of character, but. Character doesn't win games. No, I'm joking. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm no, you no, know, you're right. I mean, character <laughs> ultimately doesn't isn't what wins the games. I mean, a coach of good character, a person of good character is well liked. But I mean, Hackett was well liked, and the the Broncos went. You know what were they? I'm not even going to dog on them. Dave, Dave from uh, 1420 is going to be coming on our show at some point, hopefully this Monday. <laughs> and uh, he's a huge Broncos fan, so I don't want him to to cancel on us just because we'll, we'll move past the oh, Broncos. Oh, he he. he, th- he... <laughs> Oh, if he he wasn't on Dave's Santa or on Dave's Christmas list, let's just put it that way. Uh, he <laughs> not a big fan of that guy, to say the least. So, for sure, oh, oh, man. Well, we're most likely going to be seeing Geno Smith get the Comeback Player of the Year award. Um, that's been a foregone conclusion by a lot of people. I would agree that he probably does get it. Seattle's actually said that they do want to have him him back next year. So, whether or not that means as their starting quarterback or just to to be there and then bring somebody in for competition i don't know but geno smith will theoretically be back with with the seattle seahawks i mean they did make the playoffs but what are your thoughts on that do you think i mean you you myself and roach on one of the other shows like we went deep um on that you know what we thought about geno how geno wasn't the guy um but like when i when i say that like hey geno's gonna be back in in seattle like what were your your first thoughts real quick because then i want to get on to these championship games yeah, I mean, he he definitely grew on me. I watched the uh, Seattle uh, 49ers first round game there, and and I thought he played pretty well, especially through the first half. Um, he was kind of scrambling for his life. So as far as comeback player of the year, it's kind of like an interesting thing because, like, if you're a comeback player of the year, does that mean you were once good and then yeah. you tailed, tailed off and then you came back? Can you really make a case that Geno Smith was as good before this season? I, I don't know if you can. Right. Most improved uh, I, player. I saw that. Yeah. Said, yeah. That, like, most improved player for sure. But comeback player of the year, like Saquon's in that, that conversation, like McCaffrey. Saquon. I would even make a case for Brandon Graham. I mean, I, I'm not just saying that to be biased. No, uh, that's fair. Yeah. Guy came off at an ACL and I think he is, uh, what, that was his career high in sacks this season. So yeah, um, he's 34 as well. Something like that to be able to come in and do play at that level on the D line. Yeah. I think what he had like 11 sacks or something like that. I forget. Yeah, most improved player, I'll, I'll give that to Geno Smith, but comeback play that just doesn't seem fitting. But I, I get, I get what they're saying. But for me, it's not like logical to think Geno Smith is a comeback player of the year because he, he was he coming back from just being trash in the in the, you know, <laughs> well, the last. <laughs> they just they just assume he would have been good if he wasn't with the Jets. But you know, oh, um, wow, but you know, I, I was spot on with Brandon Graham. Yeah, thirty four years old, eleven sacks. So definitely, definitely solid. I've heard his name thrown around there too, but. I feel like that typically goes to an offensive player. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't typically pay too much attention to the awards. 
um, in general every year because when it comes down to it, you know, did you win the Super Bowl? Okay, no. All right, doesn't matter too much to me. Like individual <laughs> accolades, like oh, that's cute, that's sweet, but like yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay, it gets you a bigger paycheck, but does it does it bring the team, you know, wins where it matters most? But um, so yeah, that's my take on that. But um, let's move on here to the uh, the NFC Championship game: uh, Eagles, Niners, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts. I know Purdy's probably playing for your third favorite team here, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, um, he's going to be the fifth rookie to start in a title game. And he's th- he's 23, Hurts is 24, the youngest starting quarterback matchup in championship history. So we got some crazy things going on here. Man, I mean, Hurts 6-0 and versus playoff teams this year. I know the Eagles had a soft schedule, as they say, and the NFC sucked and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> talk talk is cheap like we got the number one nfc offense versus the number one defense in the nfl these are the heavyweights let's freaking go avante maddox is set to return the eagle secondary is going to be healthy you know lane johnson's off the injury report i think we got pretty much everybody healthy like what do you think man do you do you see brock purdy being able to to, to string together a game that that can beat the eagles as a quarterback or Basically, do the Eagles have to beat themselves in this situation? Uh, to me, this this one hundred and ten percent comes down to can the Eagles stop the run? If the Eagles can stop the run, they'll win this game. If they can't stop the run, it's going to be problematic because you got McCaffrey, obviously you got Debo, and they use a variety of different other guys to do sweeps and everything else. So the Eagles have shown at times. I know we got into this with Roach a good bit, and he kind of disagreed with me but i mean you go back on and you know i i'm i'm talking facts so if roach is tuning in i i mean we can have this conversation <laughs> again but uh i know i know against the or the uh the houston texans they ran all over us uh there were a couple other games i can't think off the top of my head but this team has shown to to roach's point you know they shut things down in the red zone but one of these teams will find a way to score in the red zone that that's my fear so like I said, Brock Purdy doesn't scare me if the run game isn't working. Like if it's all on his shoulders, I think that smug that smug uh, guy that is Brock Purdy will <laughs> cave under the pressure of the Philadelphia crowd. I mean, I can only imagine the uh, posters and and the things that will be said that Brock Purdy as he's in that tunnel. He he's not ready for that. They say they're ready. Uh, <laughs> oh God! The, yeah. the Niners said that their stadium is louder than the Eagles. That's a joke um candlestick so, yeah no nah, fam nah, oh i fam. think it's the levi's whatever who cares doesn't much matter it used um, to be candlestick maybe oh yeah it's probably levi yeah. something now uh, dude i guess i'm old school man like no who cares old, but i think it was candlestick once upon a time back when the niners were more relevant you know before, oh. they, had, before they had a coach that couldn't win a super bowl because his play calls suck um, <laughs> <laughs> what offensive you- mastermind that can't get it done in the big game i'm like I'm going to eat crow, as they say. No, you know, no, you're not. You won't. You know, work. moving forward. But, yeah, nah, man. Like, Brock Purdy's not going to beat the Eagles. It's not himself. Like, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, George Kittle, those three guys, if the Eagles lose, are going to be why they lose. Like, I completely agree with you. They're going to have to be able to stop the run. You know, swing passes, gadget plays, jet sweeps. Like, you know, Kittle over the middle, like, that that connection with Purdy and Kittle is nice, and like we have had a bit of trouble at times, like stopping. Like I feel like tight ends in the middle of the field, like are on the yeah. outside, like Bradbury and Slay. You know, especially having Gardner Johnson back, like we're shutting we're shutting them down. But I feel like in coverage, like our linebackers 
aren't quite as good. And yeah, we can hit home with four guys rushing the quarterback, but if they're throwing the ball out in like two and a half seconds, which they did last week uh, for the majority of the snaps, I was, was watching um, pro football focus stats or whatever, whatever next gen stats, whatever it was called. <laughs> like they had that those on, it was like 2.5 seconds out of like, you know, empty back sets for Purdy to get the ball. Out. Like that's fast. Um, and then those quick plays are, you know, yards after the catch, uh, the, the Niners have, like I said, the three guys I just named there, like they're t- tops of the league with yards after the catch. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm a bit nervous about this one only because of McCaffrey, Kittle, and 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 Samuel, honestly. I don't think the defense is going to be as problematic like people. Oh, they're the number one defense. Yeah, Joey Bosa is a flipping monster. We got Lane Johnson. We got Jason Kelsey. We got Jordan Mailata is a mountain of a man. Like, you know, like Brandon Dickerson, like, like I will say this, man. I heard something today where Maulata is ranked like fifty something out of sixty, you know, respective people at his position, which I was really? like kind of kind of shocked. Um, you know, we can do more research onto that, but I pulled some on. I think he's I a think, Pro Bowl alternate. I thought so too. Uh, you know, see these numbers can get skewed and things like that. But my, uh, there's no way there. I don't think they're going to line Bosa up at Lane with Lane Johnson often. If at all, I think they'll go at Malata. They'll go at uh, Landon Dickerson if he's out there. Yeah, you know, that Landon, type not of thing. Brandon. Whoops. <laughs> he does. He does strikes. You know, put some fear in my heart. But that their their defensive backfield is not that. That would be their weakness. I mean, Fred Warner, one of the best linebackers in football. He's Absolutely. an absolute problem. Um, deep shots, though, man. We're going to be able to hit those shots. deep shots. AJ, if we can get enough time with Jalen, and because he's mobile. They're going to be those opportunities, you know, probably one on one, you know, with AJ on the outside of Devontae Smith. Like that, that's where the Niners' biggest weakness is. Like they're toward the bottom of the league with those outside, like deep shots. I think it was like 45% of passes thrown, like over like 20 plus yards or whatever, were completed, which is pretty high rate. I think it was 29th in the league, is what it was. I just, wa- I was just watching these next gen stats like video before we started recording here. But if they can give, uh, our man, man hurts time, bro. I think they can do a lot of damage. And Fred Warner is is a freak. Like he's an incredible linebacker. I don't think Dallas Goddard's due for a huge day. Bosa's the only one on that line that makes me makes me a little worried. And yeah, I, mean, I know they do a lot of great stunts and a lot. They can get to the quarterback in different ways, but like nobody else has more than like five plus sacks or something. And you know, rushing the quarterback is to make bad throws is is obviously you know, very important and they have a lot of interceptions. So we got to make sure, you know, Hertz is going to have to be careful with his throws, but I think we'll be all right, man. This, this is one of those matchups, man. Like if you overthink this, it, it can go either way. It really, really can this on, on both sides of the ball. It's, it's so comparable. I was listening to an Eagles uh, podcast a little bit earlier today and they said, yes, the uh, San Francisco defense is amazing, but they haven't gone up against an, an offensive line like the Eagles. So that's a very interesting point, too. Yeah. It's it, – God, man, I, I'm a nervous wreck already. I was nervous yesterday. I'm more nervous today. I'll be <laughs> I'll be shaken by Saturday, and I'll be almost having a stroke by Sunday. So uh, <laughs> I, I hope we can pull this out, man. It's, it's not often we're the number one seed, and we have the first round bye and everything else. We just – I would love to see us back in the Super Bowl. It's – the, the further along you get, the more you want it. So it's just it's getting down to the wire here. 
I think Robbie Gold's going to be busy. I mean, he's and I'm going to say this and hope to jinx him. He's in his playoff career. Robbie Gold, 38 for 38 with field goals, 29 and 29 for extra points, which actually shows that he the their team got in the end zone less than he had to kick field goals, which is interesting. So I think that's going to be an issue potentially for San Fran. I said that on the show last night with the fellows on 1420. You know, like the Niners threw that shirt on the Rocky statue, uh, which just absolute disrespect. That gives a little, a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra motivation for, <laughs> for the Eagles, but not that they need it anymore. The fact that they've been, you know, down talk the entire playoffs at the end of the year, and like all the major anal or most of the analysts are picking like the Niners over the Eagles is like really like you have more faith in uh, a seventh rounder who who have the 49ers really beat? Like you want to talk about like the Eagles? Like who has brought who has brought Ooh. Purdy? Who has brought Purdy beat specifically? He's played really well against shit teams. Like absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna look back. I'm gonna look back through the schedule here and uh and see like okay, Dallas, but he didn't play a great game against Dallas. He Not didn't make all. a lot of mistakes, but he didn't play a, a great game against Dallas. You know, like the Seahawks, again, like the Seahawks, like that they weren't a great team. And I know San Fran has a, had a decently quote unquote difficult schedule. But I mean look back like all right, so Arizona the week before that, garbage. Barely eked one out over loss over the Raiders. You know, not a good team. Um, with Jared Stidham, beat Washington, trash. You know, beat the Seahawks again, not great. And then he beat Tampa Bay 35-7, to and Brady was Brady's led team. So, flat out, man, he has yet to play a really good team. Like, I would say the Commanders are probably, like, the best defense he's faced, and they're not on the level that the Eagles are on. I'm gonna I'm gonna clap. Oh, well, maybe the Cowboys have a better defense than the Commanders, but yeah, you know, yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I would say the Commander. There. Yeah, they, the Dallas has the best you know defense that they've played so far. But Dallas isn't on the Eagles level. It's not in San Fran. You got to come to the link. You got to come with the Philly <laughs> yeah. fans. You're you not gotta, ready, man. They're not yeah. ready for that. So, I, uh, they, we'll they they act like they're ready. They act like they're downplaying it. Dude, that place is gonna be rocking on Sunday. I mean, it's for an NFL game, that that will be as as electric as it gets. Like, God, yeah, I cannot, I can't wait. I'm nervous, but I can't wait at the same time. It's, yeah, the Richter scale might go off. You know, we might feel like the uh, be a shock here, like two hours away from Philly. We might feel the ground <laughs> shaking a little bit, especially if they win. But <laughs> uh, anyway, what's your prediction on that score, man? I have 28-13 Eagles, and I and I uh, that maybe that's being generous. But I'm just I'm being ballsy with it. Um, maybe 28-16. You know, Robbie Gold might hit three field goals, but I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Um, so I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna say 28-13. I don't know if they'll have four touchdowns. I think they'll probably end up needing to kick a field goal, so maybe 27. But you know, around that upper 20s. What do you think? I can't remember what I. I mean, we were just on with uh 1420. Shout out, shout out to 1420, of course. Um, go listen to their podcast, but. Yours was the uh, only score prediction I didn't write down for last night. I was thinking I, that. <laughs> I have real bad short-term memory loss anyway. So I'm going to say, I want to say I said like 27-21. I think that's what I said. Sounds about right. You um, had it pretty close. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll reframe it a little bit. I'll say 24. I'll say 24-17. Uh, Eagles pull this one out. Uh, I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. I think the other championship game will be more high scoring than this one. Um, but goodness, man, I, I just, I really want us to win. This is a game where it's going to, I don't even want to go the other way with it, but we don't we even have to talk away. about it. We got this, bro. We got this. So like let's move confidence. on to that. Let's, let's move on to that AFC, that, that game there, Bengals, uh, Chiefs. 
Uh, and talk about another team that's that's being disrespected. Now I know Burrow has beat the Chiefs three times, but you're again you're in Arrowhead with Pat Mahomes, big gimpy. Um, I still, I honestly, I think the Bengals still in that game is what I called twenty-seven to twenty-four. But I can see why Chiefs fans are upset. I can see why that you know the extra fuel to the fire for Mahomes. He's not even listed on the injury report. Um, and as uh, <laughs> their backup Chad Henney, as Dave said last night, he goes like Patrick Mahomes on a gurney carried by two people is still better than Chad Henney. Like <laughs> I was dead, man. I was I was just laughing, laughing too hard, but um. Yeah, I, I stick to I stick to the fact that I think the Bengals are going to win simply because of the offensive weapons that they have with their receivers, with their running back. But I would not at all be shocked if if the Chiefs come out and, and just take care of business. I mean, Mahomes got to beat Burrow sooner or later, right? You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. But the more I do look at this, it does remind me kind of of the Andy Reid Philadelphia days where he'll he'll get you there so many times. Yeah, I mean, fits straight. Fifth, it, it feels like home. Philly. It feels like Philly all over again. They got to more, but uh, just the one Super Bowl win. Obviously, I think to me it, it infuriates Mahomes that he's zero and three against Burrow. I think Mahomes wants to be like the guy, the number one guy, and I don't think it wants to be discussed. Uh, so I, I really think he's gonna just show out this game as much as he can. I mean, I do worry about the uh, the Bengals defense getting after him a good bit. Because that defense is no joke, and they've gotten nothing but better. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs' defense does make some plays against Burrow. I don't think Burrow is going to be lights out like everybody thinks that uh, he's the the second coming of Brady and everything. And I know he's very very good, but I do think he'll uh, he'll make some mistakes this Sunday. And I don't know, man. I, I still I picked the Bengals yesterday, but like if I'm telling you, if Mahomes is ninety percent, I think the Chiefs will win. I do. Yeah, no, you're allowed to allowed to flip the script. As there's no, no shame in doing that. Yeah, honestly, it's it's so close. Like the opening line for both of these games is so close. Like they think the Eagles are like two and a half point favorites, and the Chiefs, as of now, are like one and a half point favorites. So it's almost like just pick them. You know what I mean? Like it's it's they're just going to be really good games. I hope to see a high scoring one here. I'd kind of like to see the Eagles game a bit more of a defensive game. And then the AFC just to be like a just a ju- like offensive juggernaut versus offensive juggernaut, you know, like forty something, uh, whatever. Like I don't think that's gonna happen, but I think that would be fun to watch. Yeah, we'll we'll see, man. We'll see. I know I keep saying we'll see, but yeah, yeah, time will see. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts to, to wrap up the show tonight? I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, it's been a while. I mean, it's been five years since we were in this position uh, as Eagles fans. And I just want them to seize the moment, man. I, I, I really think they can. Um, will they, I don't know, but I'm, I'm hopeful JD is much more uh, a positive mindset about it, but I, I'm yes, shaky. Sir. I'm, I'm 50, 50. I'm a coin flip on this game for the Eagles, but yeah, it's I'm, not exci- a coin, I'm excited. It's not a coin flip at a neutral site though. <laughs> <laughs> gotta call it that joe burrow joe burrow made it clear that the sorry sorry for ruining your plans i had get your refunds but uh yeah come monday we'll be celebrating an eagles victory it's just who are we gonna be facing down there in glendale we'll find out so uh thanks for joining us y'all we just want to do our shout outs there and who we shouting out as always we got a shout out 1420 just because we were we were just on their show last night Definitely check out their most recent show uh, as as we were featured and and we gave our opinions <laughs> and and we definitely got into some arguments but all all in good fun they 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 run a a great 
great production over there. So check them out. Uh, also check out Fan in the Van, Jim, uh, as he will, I'm sure, break down these games uh, next week. And as well as uh, level the playing field, uh, definitely check those guys out. Excellent football takes all the way around on those on those shows. Also check out We Love Sports Podcast at Sports with a Z. Um, they they said that they were all things Cleveland, but as I've been on their their Twitter page, they've been writing articles about all kinds of different sports and all kinds of different players. So check out their articles; they're they're quick reads, but they have some good takes. Um, and check out their podcast as well. So check us out on Twitter. A Twitter handle is brutally honest, except without the T. Brutally honest because Twitter won't give us the T. And we will see you guys after an Eagles victory on Monday. Y'all have a good evening. Stay safe this championship weekend. Fly Eagles, fly. <laughs>